with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Yes, and a very good evening and welcome into the KCLR studios here for full time with myself, Martin Quilty. We have a busy schedule this evening, but it's great to be back on the air once again. On the first part of the show, we will be talking to Michael Welsh about yesterday's Welsh Cup game with Kilkenny's victory over Leash. Later on in part two, we'll be talking to Willie Quinlan on all things and not also things in the O'Burn Cup. And later on, we'll be chatting to Carlo's great Tommy Murphy on on account of Carlo being in the Q Cup yesterday and all that will be coming up later on in the show. It's great to be back in the seat here once again and hopefully I don't forget on how things work here and if I push this little button now I hope to have the great Michael Welch two-time All-Ireland winner with Kilkenny on the line with me. Michael are you there? I am Martin how are you I am great thank you very much and at least everything is working at the minute so we're all good. You had an eventful day yesterday in Rathdowney for the Welsh Cup game you were nice and warm at the start in the OBU it and you got to see Kilkenny come out with a second victory against Leash in the Welsh Cup game so first of all tell us how that game went overall Yeah it was um, very well appointed grounds in Rathdowney very good set and very good crowd uh, pitch, pitch I suppose you know, a bit smaller maybe than their county and it was a wide open game it was it was um, free flowing huge high scoring game uh, I just saw from the end result but even in the first half it was very very high scoring hugely competitive for the first 33 minutes and Kenny got 1-2 just before half time and then the second half was uh, basically all one way traffic at least put on a little sport at the end to make the scoreboard a small bit more respectable but uh, they were completely outfought and outfought in the second half at least were, Kenny were quite impressive in that second half I was listening to you as well on commentary and you mentioned the physicality as well of the Kilkenny yeah. players. Like It looked like they had done an awful lot of gym work uh, over the pre-season and into the Christmas period. Um, was it that evident when you were looking at the players out in the field? Yeah, it was. Uh, the first time I saw that was last Sunday uh, in, in uh, Callum when they played Offaly. We were up very close to the pitch as we were again yesterday, I suppose. But uh, even more so in the younger fellas uh, that have come into the panel, like they've really bumped up over the number of months. They've obviously been on programmes from well back uh, as well. At the minute, Terry was appointed, I reckon. A lot of that's for some of that because uh, it's amazing if you saw you know, some of the under 20s that played in, in the final in Turles. And if you look at them now, a number of months later, uh, maybe eight, nine months later, you know, they look like different people and they're diff- they really are uh, very well built up and very ready for senior, it looks like at this stage. Now, look, it's very, very early in the year and they have played two teams that are not in the same division as they will be going forward. And uh, there's a lot of work still to be done, I'm sure, but uh, the, the early signs are, are strong. Before we get into Derek's Ling tenure, um, one shining light that did stand out for yourselves as well was obviously Billy Drennan scoring 2-4 as well. And we know that he is a great prospect as well. So is he sitting in nicely there at the minute with the senior team? He is indeed, yeah. He's, uh, he's has two two very impressive outings. Uh, he seems to be what, you know, every team requires. He's, he's definitely a very, very good finisher. Um, his two goals yesterday, while they look simple, they still have to be in the right place at the right time. And he has that knack, as we've seen down through the years on range, and he seems to have fit in very well there. Uh, so, look, a bigger test as he goes forward, but certainly hugely encouraging start for, for, for Billy Drennan, both from play and freeze. And I heard you saying earlier in the week as well, Michael, that obviously Derek is a new manager in and we have to give him time to bed things in and try new things as well. And as you say, it is early days, but overall, in the two games that you've seen so far, 
how do you think that Derek is doing in terms of his management style or how do you see Kilkenny progressing on now in towards the league section? Yeah, I look at his, his mixed up, you know, maybe in other years, maybe even gone stronger this year as regards the team selection. Um, you know, there's nobody kind of, I know the Shamrock's players are not available, but anyone else that's available and getting game time into them. And, you know, the team last Sunday was quite strong against Offaly, but yesterday was stronger again, and that could be certainly uh, seen. It seems to have revitalised a lot of players. They seem to be, you know, the more experienced players certainly seem to be moving quite well for this time of year, and the younger fellas are blended in well. I'd say he'll be pleased with the start. As I said, look, and he's, you know, himself and his team will know better than any of us know, but they know that they've started well, but there's a lot, there's still a lot to do. And basically, they have played two teams that will be division lower than them. So, bigger test ahead, but they can do no more than what they're doing. As I said, just so you can only beat what's in front of you. And they've certainly done that very impressively, particularly yesterday. Uh, yesterday was a big step up from the Sunday before. Well, it sets them up nicely now going into the weekend's game against Wexford in round three. A big night for Wexford as well as they open up uh, the floodlights, the new floodlights down in Chadwick's Wexford Park as well in what I believe is going to be a sold-out venue as well. There is a couple of terrorist tickets just gone on sale as well um, earlier on today. If you're lucky enough, you might be able to get in quickly to get it. But uh, your thoughts on the weekend's game against Wexford, Michael? Yeah, it's amazing. First of all, amazing that, you know, I know it's a, a new thing down there, new floodlights and everything more with it, but it is amazing that there will be a sellout for a Welsh Cup game in, in, in late January. It probably goes to show you the way things are moving along. Um, it, it is an amazing feat for them to do that. I know the fantastic supporters down there and uh, they certainly will pack the place out on Saturday night. But look, at it should be, uh, you know, given any sort of decent evening, it should be an unbelievable atmosphere. And I think... Uh, it, it's always the kind of play Wexford with Mike and I think this one will have an extra bit now with the, with the crowd involved and I think you'll see two strong teams I mistakenly got it wrong yesterday I forgot that if Wexford actually win they'd go through on the head-to-head so there is a lot to play for on Saturday there's a huge amount at stake so it should be very very interesting well, yeah, and it looks like that it might go down to a showdown between Derek Ling and Henry Shefflin with Galway awaiting yeah. the winners uh, in the the Welsh Cup final in a couple of weeks' time as well. So that would be an intriguing one to see how they would match up one another so early in the season. Well, it would be, uh, and it would be an amazing start of the year to see that. If, if, you know, Henry seems to be just looking from a distance. He seems to be getting a lot of new players in as well, and they have been impressive. They've been putting away teams as well very well. So it would be, it would add a bit of bite to it. It's to be played in Crow Park as well, so it certainly would be an early appetizer. So, you know, so much to look forward to already, which is fantastic. And of course, the intercounty season is shortened now anyway, so it's, it's probably held for letter all the way through, and you do need big and strong panels. You certainly do when talking about looking forward and things to look forward to. You're obviously going to be in Crow Park as well on Sunday for Ballyhale Shamrocks in the All-Ireland Senior Club Final against Dunloy. It's the first time Dunloy is going to be there since 2004 and it's only their fifth time in a final while Ballygunner, I think, are going for their 12th title, if I'm not mistaken. A phenomenal achievement for a club that's only there uh, in recent times celebrating their 50th anniversary last year. So I suppose uh, they will be previewing it on Friday night with Eddie Scally as well on scoreline, but your own thoughts on it before the weekend? Yeah, look at uh, on, on what we've seen so far, and all I can go on is at the semi-finals. I was obviously there, and I saw both teams playing. And look at that day; there seemed to be a, a big golfing class between the two the two matches on the day. There was definitely a huge golfing class. But look at the Shamrocks are no better than anyone. They're so experienced that they can take nothing for granted, and I'm sure they have prepared extremely well for it. Dunley have some nice players, but certainly if Ballyhead hit form, they should they should they should be too strong for them.
Well, it should be an intriguing battle and no doubt yourself and Brendan Hennessy will be there enjoying the action. Michael Welch, thank you very much for enjoying or for joining me, I should say, on uh, full time here this evening and giving us the rundown on yesterday's games and no doubt you'll be looking forward to that game on Sunday in Crow Park, which will be live here with ourselves on KCLR 96FM. Thanks a million, Mick. Thanks, Martin. Take care. Lovely. That was the great Michael Welch there, two-time All-Ireland winner. Uh, as you've heard him again previewing Kilkenny and Leash and we're going to take a, a different sport now as we move into rugby just before we take the ad break and Kilkenny's women had a big win in the Division 4 of their Leinster League yesterday putting 68 points on the board and shutting out Wanderers women at the same time they'll have this coming weekend off before returning to action at the end of the month however the men's side didn't fare as well over the weekend they let a 15-0 lead slip with 10 minutes to go against Suttonians on Saturday falling to a 17-15 defeat out there as well. Carlo had a much more comfortable victory as they won 20 points to 7 over a tie at the weekend to get back-to-back winning or to get back I should say to winning ways while Tullow picked up a losing bonus point against Mullingar. 22-21 an intriguing battle there as they finished uh, to leave Tullow second in the table and just to let people know that the Provincials Town Cup springs into action later this month as well but for the time being now it's time to take an ad break and we will be back very soon yes and welcome back into full time here with myself Martin Quilty small little glitch there with Willie Quinlan we're trying to get him on the phone but while we do that we had some post-match interviews with Derek Ling from the game yesterday and he caught up with Brendan Hennessy after the match and here's what Derek had to say Derek well done Uh, two from two you'd have to be happy the scoreline was good and uh Got a chance again to give a few players a run out. Yeah, no, um, good display, and like I said, uh, look at that. It was really good from everybody, and um, we got to see a good few players again today. And you know, as the game went on, we got better, which was good to see. And you know, our hurling was a little bit better. Um, and the reality of it is, we have a huge amount on. So look, hopefully, we can keep that, uh, you know, keep improving week on week. And you'd be happy the first half very, very competitive because Leash put it up to you. They were leading after 26 minutes. Yeah, they were. And look at them. I'm not surprised. They, they've good. They've really good hurlers. And um, look, they're only down from say down McDonough this year and look he's probably come down last year but um, they have a lot of experience there they have a lot of young players coming through as well and look everybody is taking the Welsh Cup as preparation for the league so we won't read a huge, a huge amount into it but at the same time it's nice to get, nice to get menace into lads get a decent display in and we look forward to you know Wexford going down there next week it'll be another good game for us Plenty of good scores today Yeah good scores as the game went on we definitely you know used the ball a little bit better and you know lads were kind of getting into the game a little bit more which is only natural really at this, this time of year so um, it's all re- happy with that We were saying of the newcomers and the lad you brought up from the under mm. 20 team Dahl put their hands up but it was interesting to look at the fellas that are around the while they certainly put their hands up today as well there were some good performances from the experienced players Absolutely no look all of them were top class um, and have been since they've come back training she was really good and like you wouldn't expect anything else but you know the younger lads are doing well as well there's still a bit to go and we won't be getting you know we won't be getting too carried away but look they're they're doing well and um, look, we're trying to get a bit of a balance into the team, mixing the, I suppose, a bit of youth in there as well. But um, you know, so far, 
so far they've all been very good and um, you know we've a week I suppose every week we're working hard and come the weekend then we're looking to try and put in performances but you know it's it's about just getting the work in now this time of year and you know getting ready for Antrim in February You're busy enough you said just preparation for the league but at the same time you said to me last week you'd like to win the Welsh Cup you'd like to get there one week at a time it's Wexford next week as you've said it won't be easy but you're in a good position with a scoring difference at the moment Yeah look I, I mean yeah I, I, I would like to any game you're winning you like to be you know, sorry any game you're playing you like to be winning that's just that's the nature of it that's what you want to do when you want to be competitive otherwise the games will be meaningless so hey, we'll go down there next week we'll try and give a good account of ourselves and see if that's good enough to get us to a final if it is it's a bonus if we don't that's fine we, we'll get back to training the following week and we get start to get ready for Antrim then And how was Derek Ling feeling after two weeks in the most prestigious job in hurling I suppose <laughs> uh, after following in the footsteps of Brian Cody how are you feeling after two weeks you're obviously enjoying it with two uh, wins but overall I look at it, I'm enjoying it, I'm not overthinking it I mean I'm just enjoying the training and we have a really good group there and it's a matter of taking it week on week and you know we're not going to change the world or anything but it's it's, uh, it's hurling at the end of the day but we all enjoy it and yeah look there's a good buzz there and we're looking to build on that now and keep it going And before I let you go, a big weekend, Kilkenny hurling Wexford next week, Shamrocks are in Croke Park so you still have the Ballyhale lads to come back but a big weekend for them next weekend Derek? Yeah huge weekend for them and um, look up, today, up till now they've had a great year and it'd be great if they can finish that off um, you know, wish them well, obviously, and you know, at some point we'll see them back again. But you know, um, it's a big challenge for them next week. But I've no doubt they're preparing well for it. Well, listen, we hope you prepare well for Wexford. I'll see you in Wexford Park. Well done today. Yeah, thanks, Brendan. Come on, Derek. Thanks a million. Yeah, one. Thanks. Yeah, that was of course the great Derek Ling there and talking about referees I think Kevin Brady had a lot easier than the poor referee in Crow Park yesterday which brings me nicely into my next guest speaker and that is former Carlo footballer and Era Oak player Willie Quinlan Willie, thank you very much for joining me on Full Time again this evening No bother at all, Martin uh, yeah, I suppose you might have been looking at the game yesterday. Hard to believe that we had six K, uh, six red cards, I should say, um, in any kind of a football game. I don't ever remember it uh, in any kind of a football game at all, but he certainly had a tough time. And talking about football, we are here to discuss the O'Burn Cup because Carlo was due to have a game against Leash at the weekend. That was called off because Carlo had given a walkover in it and it wasn't the first walkover was given because we've had walkovers from Kildare, Louth and and awfully or during the campaign as well. So, Willie Quinlan, has the integrity of the O'Burn Cup been lost after all the walkovers this year? I suppose um, there's, there's a couple of things involved, really. A lot, a lot has to do with, I mean, the likes, likes of Carlo with taken from a small pool. Um, I've seen them against Mead, and there's a lot, a lot of young guys on it. I mean, their excuse was uh, sickness, um, injuries, and I think uh, Sigerson Cup as well. So, you know, from that point of view, that can happen. Um, Offaly, I believe, they're talking about the overload of playing a Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, um, which is a lot when you have a team that's only back in training really uh, a couple of weeks and then you're pushing straight on into the league. So I suppose it's it, there's a, a couple of things involved and one is player welfare. One is uh, lots of teams thinking of the league that's in front of them. So they were thinking, obviously... If if you lose your two your first two games, um, is there any point in playing the third game, which is a dead rubber? Um, if you're going to be playing that team, I think Carlo will end up playing Leash, maybe in a couple of weeks' time in the league. Did they want to show their hand? Did they want to play? P- possibly not. I mean, we can only uh, assume what they say is correct that they had injuries and they had a couple of guys sick and a few missing for the Sigerson Cup, but. 
it, it certainly looks that way. When you have teams, uh, the likes of Kildare, Offaly, Carlo and Loud, giving walkovers in a competition, it really uh, it, it brings the, 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 suppose the, the thought of the competition doesn't become too highly in, in the county scene. But there is a lot of things to weigh up and it maybe maybe guys are injured. Maybe, you know, Offaly, we're thinking about the player welfare where they're playing three games. Is it too much to play three games within the space of a week or within the space of nine or ten days? Possibly is. We're still only amateur players. Um, if, they, if they were to do that in the, the Premiership in, in England, I'm sure they'd be given out as well. So there's a couple of things involved in, it, in Martin, certainly uh, injury, but you'd have to look at the integrity of the, of the Auburn Cup at the minute as we speak. Well, you certainly would. I suppose it poses another question as well, which I'm going to ask you to think about it because I actually have to take um, a quick ad break. But my question for you to be thinking about is, at this time of the year, with the Sigerson Cup uh, and all the matches that's been played in the colleges, is it time to actually scrap the likes of the O'Burn Cup um, or even the Welsh Cup to a certain degree in hurling, albeit you don't get that many walkovers in it? But it's something that we're going to hear Willie discuss right after I take this quick break. So Willie, I'm going to bring you back in on that question that I posed to you just before the ad break. Uh, so what is your thoughts on the Sigerson Cup and the post-season uh, games like the O'Burn Cup taking part so early in the year? Is it time to scrap them? Taking it from, from my own point of view, I have a young guy here, he's my young but he's only 18 so he started in the college this year so he's on the he's on the freshers team in, in the IT college here in Carlo so he's also on the under 20s uh, Carlo County panel as well so they're they're training as well and now what's what's happening the clubs are starting to come back so he'll possibly be either intermediate or senior there this year last year he was intermediate so maybe he's probably intermediate so there's three teams that's looking for a young uh, couple of times a week and possibly play matches uh, you're looking at the young guys that are 17, 18, they're trying to do a bit of strength and conditioning, so they're trying to build themselves up. It's just, how do you do everything? A player can't do absolutely everything. They, they just can't give Sigerson Cup inter-county football back to their club. I know I know the, the senior inter-counties won't be with their clubs until the, the league is over, but it's an awful lot to ask of a, of a young guy that, that's only starting out and maybe, you know, trying to do a bit of strength and conditioning, as we say, do a bit of gym work, put on a bit of muscle, you just can't do it. You can't, you know, serve that many masters. So what does he do? Does he step away from the under-20 county? Does he step away from the college, which he possibly won't do because he's three or four years to go in the college. He's only starting out. And his club will be expecting, you know, a little bit of him as well. So you're possibly right that it is the time maybe to step away from the Auburn Cup. Well, I know we've had this even on our own Camogie podcast recently about the debate with college and so many games coming up. And I suppose it all mixes and matches in together between hurling, football, Camogie, you name it. And what came out of it was that the college experience, I mean, you're only there for a certain amount of time, which is maybe four years if you're lucky or if you want to do the Masters, maybe five or six years. And you have to have that college experience. So maybe if the lads that's playing colleges are left to play with the colleges, is a time then maybe to put out the players that would be on the extended panel that may not be going to college or they're working and they're on the fringe of maybe making the senior panel. Is a time to maybe eliminate the college players away from the likes of the O'Burn Cup and give these other players a chance? Well, it's, see, it's possibly, you know, it is time probably to do that. But if you look at the likes of, of Carlo, maybe if you're in the likes of Dublin and Kerry and Mayo who'd have huge big picks that to be able to say, right, Anyone playing Sigerson, uh, we we don't want them for the the league, or don't want them for the Auburn Cup or the McGrath Cup or whichever whichever uh, their, their cups that they're playing in. Um, the bigger counties can do that, but if if you're 
if you're good in a smaller county, every single body wants you. Everybody wants a piece of you. And it's very difficult for a young guy to decide, do I say no to him? Do I say yes? But you're right about the college. If they're in the college, they're going to be there for four years. You know, they should be allowed to play with their college, which, you know, some some of them uh, uh, definitely will. And they left me there for the four years and it could be five years. So enjoy your college, play college football, go back to your club. Maybe, you know, leave it a year or two till, till you actually make a, a senior county team. So your college life could be over uh, again then. But it's very difficult for a young lad that's starting out 18, 19, 20 that wants to play. doesn't want to disappoint anyone, wants to play with everyone. It's, there's big choices to be made, but maybe the Auburn Cup yeah, could take a, back, a backseat for a year or two. Uh, on, or, unless the other thing is, if you can put out a, a second team or second string that can play in these competitions, it's, it is a way of getting to look at players for the league and for your up-and-coming championship. So maybe that would be a good idea if you can afford and have the, the numbers to do that, Martin. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe some counties, you know, have the luxury of like Dublin or Kildare or some of them, but the likes of Carlow and even maybe Wicklow and them to a certain degree may not be able to do it. But look, it's something that the authorities themselves will have to look at because we can't keep going the way we are expecting young fellas to have three and four different masters, as you say, and trying to pull them left, right and centre and the poor young fellas themselves don't know where to go and they're not benefiting and they're not getting the proper training then for themselves either or not getting the proper recovery time. So it's something that uh, someone has to sit down, Willie, and have a look at and say, look, these fellas and the players themselves have to come first and we need to be doing something to protect them as well or they're going to get serious injuries and their playing careers could be over in a very quick, short time. That's right. It definitely could shorten their, their career. They could pick up injuries uh, burnout is is a huge thing, as I said, because a young guy now that's playing and he's enthusiastic and he wants to play intercounty. He also wants to play with his college. He also wants to make it to the next grade, uh, maybe of a senior club. There's a lot to think about in the early stages, and it's very difficult for for them. So maybe the choice should be taken out of hands and and decide if you're with your college and you're playing, you start off playing there. Well, maybe that's the place to stay for the three or four years until you. You, you maybe build and learn your talent and, and uh, you know, increase your strength and conditioning and uh, push on to the next level then with your club and then maybe the next level after that is, is your inter-county. But not all counties, you know, can do that. And I know if you're in the likes of uh, Dublin and, and, say, Mayo, Kerry, big numbers, uh, they could afford to do that. They could bring out a, a second a second string and play them in, in one competition, play you know, a, a different string in the league and it's it, it, that's where the numbers come in and that's where they benefit. But the likes of the smaller counties who don't have them big numbers, you know, they just have to pick and choose with, with the, the guys that they have and uh, try and play, work around them, you know, give them rest time when they need the rest time. Uh, don't, don't uh, we say, burn them out in every single match. But you know a young guy now, if, if he's starting to play off, he just wants to play every single game. But it's difficult to do that. It's difficult. The hardest thing is, to step away and say, what well, right, will I stop this and I won't play that and I can't train tonight so I'll train tomorrow night with my college and maybe train uh, two nights time with, with my club. So it's a difficult situation to be in but certainly somebody has to sit down and have a look at it, Martin. It certainly is and young fellas and any kind of a player will always want to go and play and that's all they want to do and they don't sometimes know when to actually say stop until the body starts failing on them and then they have no choice but to stop. But I suppose it's not ideal preparation going into the league campaign for Niall either but how do you see Carlo getting on in the National League this year? Yeah, it's 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 not going to be too easy. It's going to be difficult. There's a lot of you know changes in there. He has a lot of young guys in that he did give uh, plenty of run there in the in the Bone Cup for the two games that he played. Um, it's it's you know his first couple of games. I think he has 
could have Waterford away. You'd be looking targeting maybe a win from for Waterford. He's London away, and um, but again, you know, he comes up against Leash in a couple of weeks' time. He is Wicklow at home. There, there are certainly six or eight points that you could pick up early. The, the important thing is to pick up uh, four or six points in your in your first three or four games because if you start losing early, um, you know, players can see that that they're not going to be promoted. The, the standard can drop. Maybe the bit standard in training can drop as well. It's very difficult to stay training in the competition where you're no, not going to be actually promoter. You know, you're not going to get out of Division 4. So it's really, really important that he wins his first two matches. Certainly wins his home matches. And uh, if if you're in the shake-up there at the end, well, then everybody gets behind him, you know, in regards uh, clubs, in your regards supporters. And it just gives players and management a big boost to be still there with two or three games to play uh, in contention to be either winning the league or to, to get promotion and uh, so important to get an early start in in the league and if they can do that you know they, they have as good a chance as, as anybody but it's not going to be easy it's difficult to get out of Division 4 we did get over a couple of years ago but found the following year we came straight back down so the thing would be to get out of Division 4 and hang into Division 3 as long as you can and that's what improves the standard and the, the level of football around the place, and also includes, improves um, players that with, they will commit, for, you know, from their clubs, come into the county when they see uh, uh, Carlo being promoted into the next division. Maybe lots more pl- uh, players will get involved and uh, will try and bring it to the next level, but certainly won't be easy, Martin. No, it certainly won't. But we'll be following all that journey through as well as Carlo will progress during their National League. Willie Quinlan, my sincere thanks again for you taking part uh, and talking all things Carlo, which is this evening very much appreciated. You're such a knowledgeable man when it comes to football and especially with Carlo football as well. And I do appreciate it here. So thank you for taking the time to take the call and being here with us on full time this evening. You're welcome, Martin. Thank you very much. Good man, that was of course Willie Quinlan, former Carlo and Era Oak footballer with uh, Carlo talking there with us about the O'Byrne Cup. Now, talking about results and that, I think it's time we gave a bit more results. So we're going to start with schools, Camogie. And in Carlo, first of all, we have to congratulate Boris Vocational School on their junior team where defeating Banahar Community College, of course, the Kilkenny uh, connection there with Jerry Drennan being the new principal up there as well and obviously over the fixtures with the Leinster College's Camogie. So he won't be too happy about the loss, but a good win for Boris nonetheless uh, in their junior B Leinster semi-final and that was played this morning so they will now play in the Leinster Junior B final on this Saturday coming with all details to follow also we want to congratulate the Loretto who beat the Prez at the weekend in the Senior A Leinster final in a thrilling battle out in Thomastown they now go march on into the All-Ireland semi-final as well and also to Kaloshta Aon Ree out in Callan who defeated Sacred Heart of Tullamore by a big score in the Senior C Leinster final also at the weekend as well so well done to all of those in soccer on the soccer front in Kilkenny the big games at the week end of note saw Freebooters put 7 past Callan United while Evergreen had a 3-0 win over Fort Rangers Thomastown United went down 3-2 to Bridge United A but remain 4th in the Premier Division while Freebooters high scoring win means they leapfrog Evergreen into the top spot by virtue of 2 goals scored moving to Carlow Soccer Kilry Celtic picked up a win over Vale Wanderers. Cretty Yard were 2-1 winners at home to Parkville United and St. Pat's boys had a 3-0 win posted over Hanover Harps while New Oak boys put 5 past Bally Murphy Celtic. New Oak now sit top of the Nationalist Premier Division by 2 points 
with two games in hand over St. Pat's boys. They'll be getting ready to take on Bray Wanderers in the next round of the LFA Cup and that game is fixed for Burren Road on the 29th of this month and you can hear an in-depth interview with New Oaks David O'Shea on the latest Scoreline Extra podcast to talk about this year's league campaign and facing the League of Ireland opposition there as well. So we're up to date with all things in soccer, rugby and everything else and I'm going to spring a surprise on the gentleman in studio because Ken McGuire, Head of Sport, is here with me, keeping a night to make sure that I don't mess anything up. But obviously, KCLR, Ken McGuire, had some great news at the weekend as well, which made it a very, very good week indeed for us all, and myself included. But the Come On Kind Camogie podcast was named Best Digital Promotion in the Mick Dunn uh, Camogie Awards this year. And it's the second year in a row that KCLR has come away with a victory in those media awards. Yeah, second second year, uh, second year in a row, and uh, third since 2016. I think we got the first one in 2016. We had just launched the Fan Zone, which is now Scoreline.ie, and we saw the Camogie Awards were there, and I was like, we got to give this a crack. And we had just come off an absolutely savage year. We had. Carlo in the Premier Junior Final with Kilkenny in the Intermediate Final with Kilkenny in the Senior Final in the All-Ireland and all three won on the day and we wound up with a mad year uh, for Camogie and then last year obviously with with everything that's been going on the coverage of the of the sport has, has really been upped uh, that we went for the the local media award and that covers everything that covers the on air covers the online covers the post match the launches the interviews everything that happens from one end of the year to the other um, and then this year um, the aim was was to start getting a bit of recognition for Come On Kind and the work that yourself and Anya and Lillian and Paula now we and won't mention the producer because she's listening out in Spain uh, at the minute so she can somewhere. stay there now at the minute <laughs> but the work that the work that goes into this thing like you know people think that I won't say people think some people think that it's easy to produce content and it's easy to produce a podcast and it's just you just turn up and turn on a microphone it, it looks easy when you're when you're well versed and it looks easy when you're well rehearsed and well prepared and this thing has been an absolute beast like we saw 12, 12 episodes on the bonus episode or 12 on the awards for the first season which kind of covered the run of pretty much like the tail end of the All-Ireland series and the run of the club into championships the inter- in, oh yeah, in 2021 into, yeah. and in 2022 it was 43 out of 52 weeks of the year there was an episode of the Come On Kind podcast and you take out you know you got a nice kind of Christmas into the spring break and as soon as the league kicked off that was it I, I, and like there was one night there there was a double episode in the middle of the summer because you got to like season two and you're like oh yeah this is grand this is the next this is the end of season two literally pressed record on season three like five minutes straight later into it, yeah. and I'm sent a double episode in the studio the following day going uh, yeah started season three straight into it I was like thanks lads very good but it went on from there and the, like the absolute peach of this now for me was the awards in December first week of that because you know that you're doing something right and and this is this is on this is on you guys. This isn't on us. We're just delighted to be part of the part of the story and to be able to facilitate it. But when you audibly hear players that are coming back on on you know be at the Camogie side, soccer side, football side, rugby side, and you hear that you know 
things that things that you were doing and games that you were trying to promote and sports that you're trying to promote and the conversations are actively having a positive impact on people's involvement in the sport and on what they do and it's a talking point that matches and it's a it's kind of a just wonder who's on the who's going to be making the team this time around and who's jockeying for nominations and then you know the nominations come out and then the crowds come in and then the we're nearly giving motivation in. to some of the coaches oh, at this stage because oh, if you I'm don't pick you. them the week before they're telling you well the clowns inside and come on kind like are talking about you and they're not giving you any hope at all at all and the next thing out they go and they win a match they're not supposed to win like I'm so telling I'm telling you it's like you, you can predict this stuff um, but look at I'm delighted for this I'm I'm delighted for ye it's testament to the support of, of the sport um, and you know when you get up on the stage the 4th of February or whenever in, I think it's the 4th of February isn't it 4th Saturday, February yep uh, above in Croke Park uh, it'll be well earned uh, and well deserved and be grand somebody's cheering there in the background a future camogie star is out behind us <laughs> she has the jersey anyway that's that's the main thing and she has the new jersey well the almost new jersey we'll see more new jerseys in the in the time being but look at I can't wait um, I can't wait for the podcast to return I would encourage people who haven't listened to the podcast it's available on scoreline.ie it's available on Spotify Apple Podcasts when the regular season returns you'll get it fresh in your ears every Tuesday but it's not just it's not just the club games. It was talking about abuse on the sidelines. It was churning out stories that, you know, are able to grow legs on on the national level. It's covering, you know, primary school, post primary clubs, uh, intercounty at all grades, going out and around the country, into the colleges, hurling into the topical issues of the day and things that are actively affecting people that are involved in the sport. And it's great. And it's a fun listen. It's a bit of crack. But it also gives promotion to the women's sport, which, let's be fair, needs it badly the way things are going at the minute. Like, everything is all male-orientated. And it's great because, I mean, there is a bit of a difference there between them. But, I mean, we've been talking to a lot of people over the year that has been listening to the results from the National League, the All-Ireland. I mean, we got great praise after the All-Ireland final. But Camogie has now become a sport that you want to go and watch, you want to go see, you want to learn how teams are doing in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's only great for the promotion of the sport as well. Yeah, but why not? It's as entertaining it's as entertaining as everything. That's why you know, we're we're as in we're more invested in it now, we think, than than we ever were. We started like I mean we've we've covered Camogie Shore over the years. Um, and you might do a handful of games across a year and then two years ago it was maybe a dozen or so games and then last year it was 20 plus games I don't know where we're going to wind up this year we have great plans <laughs> great plans but it's you know, all in the pipeline but look at it it's, it's, it's picking up it's like you, you see it at national level there's new sponsors coming on board with the with the association there's money being Electric pumped Electric Ireland sport. huge coup there for the Massive, CCAO yeah ma- and like, uh, the minor because the, the Electric Ireland partnership for the for the the minor hurling campaign has been huge, uh, and to see it stretch through to the to the colleges and the underage stuff for Camogie is great, uh, and there is more interest. Look, there's going to be a, like it's a very changing uh, it's a very changing landscape. I would hate to see it becoming a thing where it's just like you know people want to be a part of it because it's cool. Damn right, it's cool. But you should be a part of it anyway. You know, get out and support support the sport. And we're delighted to do it. Exactly, well said. And we're certainly having the time of our lives doing it as well and thoroughly Good. enjoying it. And albeit leaving three amateurs-ish. Hey, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting past the amateur stage, I think, at this ah, stage yeah. now. So, um, look, it's been a great journey. Uh, and that's all thanks to you. And 
John Porcelain uh, Pat out there as well that gave the platform for the Camogie to have a voice as well and this is recognition for year trust I suppose in us to be able to allow us to do certain things um, and have a free reign of the studio next door to us as well so thank you very much for that now I knew I put him on the spot anyway we have to go and we have to take an ad break we're overdue on one but when we come back we will be talking to the great Tommy Murphy in Carlo all things Carlo Hurling don't go anywhere we'll be right back yes welcome back in to full time here with myself Martin Quilty now I'm going to go straight over to the great Tommy Murphy Murphy in Carlo because I ran over slightly on time so we have to have uh, a small chat with Tommy. Tommy sorry I'm a bit late getting to you there at the minute but you were in Abbottstown yesterday for Carlo's Kyo Cup win um, so we'll get to that one first. Good win for Carlo overall? It was yeah good performance from him overall um, Martin um, now in, in fairness Down got a great start and there were uh, 5 points to 1 up after 7 minutes and by the by the 15th minute, Carlo has gone out a point, seven points to six ahead. And from there on, they were never led. And a wonderful goal in the second half there from Connor, uh, Connor Joe. A super goal was probably the big difference between the sides. I know that um, um, Chris Egan came back and got a good goal for the, the, the down men. But Carlo, there was only a point in it at halftime, 11 points to 12. And after halftime, down went ahead by two points. But then Carlo dug deep. Uh, Carter dug deep and went out by eight points. Some taking off some nice score. Now I was very impressed with their play of staying out, not getting involved, making the ball do the work and doing it quick. And the first touch was very, very good. Now I thought that Conor Kew and James Day worked hard at midfield. Kieran Whelan, Kieran Cavanagh was lively, very lively at full forward. Paddy Bolan and Jack Tracy, and definitely the men. And even in the back. We had Jack McCullough, Kevin McDonald, and Fikra Fitzpatrick. Conor Lawler was full back, uh, Paul Dyle, and Diego Dunn, and he was making his debut as well, and Kieran Abbey in the goal. And I suppose one of the big things, they played well, played as a team, and the management brought on uh, a lot of subs as well. Um, they all got game time. So uh, all in all, it was a good performance, 125 uh, to 120 with the final score mark but a good performance from the lads Yeah it certainly was and it sets them up nicely going into the National League which they start off on the 4th of February against Kildare and that won't be an easy one for them because Kildare are going very well in the uh, Kyo Cup at the minute as well um, but I'm just going to move things along slightly Tommy because I know that uh, you want to mention a couple of other things and I'm caught for time as well the first one was Eddie Byrne from Mount Leinster Rangers has been elected the new Leinster Treasurer so uh, a great day for Eddie and great to have Carlo represented on the Leinster GAA Council as well. Uh, certainly Martin and uh, well, well done to Eddie and, um, and to his club Leinster Rangers and to Carlo GAA and actually Eddie becomes the third Carlo man to hold that position John Bernard Kildavan was the first um, well a good few years back and the present county chairman Jim Bulger uh, also held that position before he became chairman of Leinster Council, and now Eddie yesterday. So we wish Eddie well in in that in the Leinster in the Leinster position. And Martin, I know you're on the time in the under twenty one the other night. And the only reason I mentioned this I was a double win for the Navon men because uh, they had one in November and the one uh, put two under twenty titles back to back. I should say under twenty, the Stripe under twenty championship. A good game the other night with Michael Davids and Nevon winning. 
192216 uh, and it could have went anywhere. But it also brought down the curtain on the last of the games for 2022 in Carlo. So it's all wide open now for the whole new season. And Martin, just before I go on a slightly sad note, um, just like to, uh, on behalf of KCLR and Gales of Carlow, we offer our deepest sympathies uh, to the, all the Quirk families on the death of their sister Mary. Uh, Mary is uh, being wakened this evening and will be laid to rest tomorrow in Bankin. But Mary was a great camogie player with Michael and with Carlo uh, way back in the late uh, 70s and in all to the 80s. A great basketball player as well. And to top it off, to top it all off, she was an absolutely brilliant set dancer. Sadly, maybe she was taken before her time. So to her sister Anne, to Paddy, Eamon, Tom and Sean, was our deepest sympathies with the loss of Mary. And so say us all here as well in KCLR. You actually took my last question to you about the under-20 football final, but fair play to you. You got in and I'm on time and all this evening, Tommy, for the first time. So that's great. Uh, well done and Martin, thank you. Martin, is it true if you go a minute or two over that you lose a £100 time in wages? Is that right? God only knows there's no wages being discussed here at the minute, Tommy. <laughs> so that's up to the bosses indoors. We'll have to wait and see how we get on there. Um, but thank you very much as always for bringing us all the news from Carlo you are a true Carlo Gale uh, and no doubt a gentleman at the end of it as well and I appreciate you taking the time to take the phone call and giving us all the news from Carlo as well there this evening Thanks Martin Good man Tommy Thank you very much for that Well that is it for the show here this evening My thanks to everyone who has helped out to Ken in the background here as well Don't forget on Friday Eddie Scally is back with Scoreline from 6 to 7 We have lots happening on Scoreline over the weekend with an in-depth interview from Adrian Mullen and that will take place on Saturday at 4 o'clock and later on coming up shortly Owen Carey will be in the hot seat here taking you through to fully loaded and then you have the coffee songs bringing you all the way into the early hours before John Welsh comes on in the morning until next Monday when I am back with you again for another guest appearance thank you very much for listening for all things sports and we will see you next week full time on KCLR with thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahards, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny lahartsskoda.ie